Before we get started with our show, we want to first say our land and treaty acknowledgement. Moving forward, this will be added at the beginning of every episode. We acknowledge that Spruce Grove Public Library sits on Treaty 6 territory and expresses gratitude and respect for the land we use with the pledge that this organization will actively work to end systematic racism, continue to participate in truth and reconciliation, and partner with our neighbors' First Nations, Alexander Cree, Alexis Nakota Sioux, Enoch Cree, and Paul, to improve indigenous programming, services, and resources in our community. We are here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. It is June, and why are we so excited that it's June, Simone? Oh, well, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, it's Pride Month. We've got National Indigenous History Month. And it's our birthday month. Yes, and tons, tons more things and stuff going on for June. It's so jam-packed. Really? Where do we start? Yes, we're going to be having a special episode for our next one that's going to be all about our birthdays. It's going to be fun. You're going to get to travel back in time with us. It's going to be awesome. But today... We have so much to get through. We should get started. Yes, and let's start with our first segment. What's your reading? Or watching, or listening, or playing. The book I wanted to talk about today was Dogman. Dogman. Yes, by Dav Pilkey. You might have heard of Dav Pilkey. He wrote Captain Underpants. Ah, yes. So he's very popular in the junior reading crowd. It's a graphic novel, basically, about a police officer who gets attacked. His dog also his police dog gets attacked. And when they go to the hospital, the doctors say to the man, I'm sorry, we can only save your body, not your head. And they say to the dog, we can only save your head. And then they think, wait a minute, why don't we just combine the two? And thus, Dogman is born. Ah, I was wondering how that worked. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. So he's a police officer with the head of a dog. And that sounds terrifying, but it's actually really cute. Criminals are able to trick him by throwing a ball. And he'll be like, oh my God, i got to get the ball. I read book 10. This was really fun. Of course, it wasn't a hard read because it's written for younger kids, but it had a lot of depth to it. Um, I found a review online that I think perfectly explains what I thought about the book. I really love how Dav Pilkey is capable of hammering the reader over the head with his message, and it still doesn't feel like he's doing that. I really like the final point, we should do good because it's the right thing to do and not because we want credit. Also, Dogman is an important series that has far more literary merit than people give it credit for. And that's that on that. It was fantastic. I highly recommend Dogman. I haven't read Captain Underpants yet, but I'm sure I'll get to that. For watching, I watched the movie Us. You know I like horror films, Courtney. Yes, you do. This film scared me. Oh my god. And I haven't been scared by a movie in a really long time. I usually watch horror films more as a way to laugh at how silly they are and how ludicrous the storyline is. But this one, my throat was dry. I was actually on the edge of my seat. It's directed by Jordan Peele, stars Lupita Nyong'o. 
she's ahead of this family. When she was a little girl, she went into this mirror funhouse and she ended up seeing duplicate of herself. It wasn't a reflection. It was her. And you see her scream and then it goes to modern day and she's still quite traumatised from it. And her husband's like, oh, you know, let's, let's get away for a bit. We'll have fun with the kids. So they go away to this little lake, this cabin. And then one night, this family shows up at the door and they look exactly like Lupita's family, except they're all wearing red jumpsuits and instead of talking, they just kind of groan. Except for Lupita's twin, who is the only person who can talk, but she has this really raspy voice. She's just like, hello. It's really awesome. Scares me just thinking about it. <laughs> and, and as the movie goes on, you find out how the mirror, they're called mirror people, how the mirror people came to be, and the sorts of suspense. It's not too gory, but, you know, gore's implied, which I think is really good sometimes. You don't need to see every bit of blood and guts. The plot was really fast-moving, really interesting. Lupita should have, she should have got an award for her performance, because she plays... No, obviously she plays both roles. Oh my god, it's like two different people. It's such a good performance. I was blown away. Me and my friend, we watch horror movies every week, and this one had us both terrified. So, can't recommend us enough. So good. And finally, I have been playing a video game. It's called Fia on Xbox One. It's basically about this little fox-type creature who lives in a forest. And it's absolutely beautiful. It's all like purples and blues and glowing lights. Just staring at it. Yes. Wow. Faya hops around in the forest, makes sounds like howls, but they have a musical hint to them. And they make the sounds to different things like trees and plants and mushrooms. And if they do the right sound, it gets a reaction. So the mushroom will shoot light. The flower will become uh, like a trampoline. You could jump on it, get to higher levels. There's not really any instructions, so I'm not sure what I'm doing. And I've just come across these bad guys, which are kind of like dark glowing shapes that have a huge light for a head and they turn you into goo. <laughs> I have no idea how to stop them. I'm guessing you have to sing an angry note or something. So I'm kind of learning as I go, but it's a lot of fun and like I say, beautiful to look at. That's really cool. So that's what I've been doing. You've been doing lots? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for myself, I did something unspeakable, Simone. What? I stopped reading a book midway through. <gasps> Yeah, I feel, I feel like that's like a reader's big no-no. <laughs> I know it. maybe it's a stigma that I'm just not quite comfortable with myself. Well, what happened? Well, it could be a lot of different things. It might have been a loss of interest. I feel like I was a little bit maybe rushed because I had a big pile of other books I really, 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 really wanted to get to. But maybe I will try it again when I do not have such a big, like, to-be-read pile sitting there kind of taunting me, like, read me, read me. <laughs> so like, you were reading it and then... Out of the corner of your eye, you can see the other books giving you, like, puppy dog faces. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially because they're nice, shiny new books. And they're just like, come on, Corny. Put that one down. That one sucks. And it didn't suck. It just (laughs) it didn't catch my attention as well as the shiny new books over there. The shiny new books are like, you can sit with us. Yeah, come on. Like, (laughs) gosh, now I'm going to have nightmares of books screaming at me. (laughs) Horrifying. (laughs) I put down is called Once Upon a River by Diane Setterfield. Like I said, it was not because it was a bad book. I heard many great reviews from other authors that I had read that it was an amazing book. I just think I was tempted by shiny things mm-hmm. in the corner. That's understandable. So Once Upon a River, basically the short story of it is that a child washes up 
on the river and everyone's trying to figure out whose kid it is. And there's a bunch of families that think like, oh, it must be my daughter because I lost my daughter many years ago. Or maybe it's my sister because I couldn't find my sister. She went missing. So everyone thinks it's their kid. And of course, just to make matters lovely, the kid doesn't speak. So they thought she was dead when they found her, but then she came alive. But then doesn't say anything. So she can't say, no, you're not my family. You're my family. So that just makes it more Mm -hmm. difficult. And then kind of a whodunner, you find out whose family she belongs to. But I do think I'll give this one another go once I'm not tempted by, once again, shiny things. I also finished uh, Convenience Store Woman by Sayaka Murata. I love that book. It was a short read. It was really cute. It's about this Japanese woman who loves working at the convenience store. And if you've ever been to a convenience store in Japan, they're... Oh my gosh. I wish our convenience stores were nearly half as what they were. She just leads a very simple life. She was always considered weird. Like, um, as she grew up, she kind of always thought of, like, the most different solution to a problem. Like, for example, in, I believe it was middle school, two boys were fighting. And everyone's yelling them, like, stop, stop, stop fighting. And so what she goes and does is she goes to the shed, grabs a little spade shovel, and then beats a kid on the head. (laughs) And then they stop fighting. And everyone's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she's like, well, they stopped fighting. Like, that's just... Like, it's one way. Like, it's it's just different problem solving. But, of course, because of the very collectivist society <clears throat> that Japan is, it's not the right way. So she's weird. I feel like that would be considered a bit strange anywhere. Right? But it's just like... Ever, like That's kind of how her mind goes. Yeah. It's just very different. It makes sense. It does make sense. I mean, <laughs> it's probably not the best solution. I do not condone hitting kids with shovels. I mean, just stop fights. But... And there's other examples leading up to that. Cute story, short story. Yeah. And eventually she just finds her love for the convenience store because she likes that the convenience store... I wouldn't like this, but she likes this. That It kind of teaches you how to behave. Like, okay, when someone comes into the store, you say, like, welcome. You know, you tell them about, like, chicken is 10 yen off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very, like, this is what you wear. This is what you do. Everything that she did in her life was to help the convenience store. Like, she would take good care of her body. She would, like, make sure she had lots of exercise because she was, it was all for the convenience store. Like, her life was just convenience store. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's intense. That's dedication. It is dedication. And as soon as she kind of stepped away from it, like, there's, I won't spoil everything, but something happens and she ends up quitting the convenience store. Right away, like, just, she, it's like she couldn't function without it. Like, she's just like, I don't know what to do. Or she would go into another convenience store, because they're everywhere. And, like, start helping out. Like, she'd be like, oh my gosh, like, these chocolates are, like, going on sale soon, so you should put them at the front. Or, like, oh, it's lunchtime, so, and it's really hot out, so you should have a lot of bottled water and iced tea. So you gotta make sure to have those, make sure the label is out. Like, she was very dedicated. And it was just, it kind of broke my heart that she was so dedicated, but it made her happy, so. Hmm. I'm like, good for her. I also read Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. I read lots. <laughs> you really did. An- another adult kind of fantasy. It's basically the idea of this woman makes uh, poisons for other women to kill men. That's kind of the long <laughs> and the short of it. The very blunt short of it. I should not write <laughs> summaries because I'm just like, this is straight up what happened. But it's, I liked it. It was kind of interesting just because there was rules to this apothecary. Like you could only use it to, um, you couldn't like kill women. And eventually it comes to a point where there's a situation where this other woman wants to get rid of a woman because her husband is cheating on her. Mm-hmm. And then this whole like mess. And then of course it comes back to her because then the police get involved because it's all these very like aristocratic high end people that are coming to her for like to knock off somebody. <laughs> That's awful. But yeah, it was a lot about nature, a lot about womanhood, a lot about society again. That seems like mm-hmm. my jam. 
Great read, short read. That one's a good one. And I also read The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. Have you read that one? I haven't. I've heard of it, though. Is it good? It is. This is what happens when you read too many books. My sister recommended it because she read it in high school, and it was like the thing. It was kind of like, wow, this is amazing. The world was great. It was, once again, easy read. Lots of mysticism. Like, I should have loved it. But I think, do you ever feel like you must be in the right place or time to read a certain book? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yes. Being in the right mindset sometimes. I feel like, like, this was such a great book, I really did enjoy it, but I found it meh because I feel like I've read a lot of other things similar too, because now this YA fantasy is such a push. Mm. That there's so many out there, everyone wants a piece of the pie, which is great, but it's kind of like, like, I feel like if I read it back when, like, Twilight was cool, showing my age a little there. That's coming back. Um, this would have been like, whoa, this is so, like, revolutionary. It's like, you know, reading your first vampire werewolf romance, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But once you've read 30 of them, you're like... So this is a bit of an older book. Yes. A little bit of an older book. I could totally see it, like, Netflix bouncing on this. <laughs> They'd be mm-hmm. like, this is cool. Because as they are with Shadow and Bone. Have you seen that one? I haven't seen it yet. Neither. I haven't seen or read it. But everyone's saying it's amazing. So mm-hmm. so you're turning into a bit of a cranky old reader. Yep. <laughs> As we're going to celebrate our birthday episode next. My day. <laughs> and my day. Twilight was popular. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think there's just so much out there. And maybe it's, I believe it's mostly my fault because I keep falling for the same stuff. I'm like, ooh, pretty cover. Ooh, fantasy. Ooh. And then I complain like, why is it all the same? It's like, because you keep reading the same stuff. <laughs> so I've got to push myself out a little more, which I think I'm going to start doing mm-hmm. just so I'm not so miserable and cranky. So for younger readers, you think this would be enjoyable? Highly recommend for younger readers. I think they would very much love it. That was a whole pile of stuff. That was great. Whole pile of stuff. And her next segment, housekeeping. The first thing I would love to talk about is our Pride page on our website. Pride Month at SGPL 2021. We have so many great things this year. We have a story time by local drag king performer Earl Grey, who I know quite well. Who's brilliant. We have a contest for our adorable Rainbow Sloth. Yeah, almost a year ago, we found Rainbow Sloth in our library. They never got claimed. We did put out posts, but... In the end, they're still with us. We thought for Pride, what a perfect way to mix the two. Name the Rainbow Sloth. So you can go to our Pride page. There are five names to choose from. Slothbert Baker, named after Gilbert Baker, who designed the original Pride flag. Harvey, Rainbow, Dazzle, and Fable. I think Slothbert's in the lead right now. I think you're right. But if you like any of those other names, then please pop to our page and vote. And near the end of June, our Rainbow Sloth will pose proudly with their brand new name. We also have a great community craft. It's making a rainbow out of brightly coloured tissue paper. And I believe Earl Grey is also hosting that. Quite a busy chat. So glad we managed to catch it. So that's a lot of fun. How many crafts do we have left? There wasn't many. I mean, I was... Always moving it up. I think maybe there's like 20. 20 or 30. Yeah, and I made 92. 92? We made 92. Okay, so get those while you can. They're going like hotcakes. And we also highlight different LGBTQ books for all ages, movies. It's just a really inclusive, fun page for everyone to see and enjoy. And while we're 
talking about pride, we would like to give a big shout out to the Spruce Grove GSA. This year, they have a lot of really cool stuff going on. There's a food drive, Pride Craft, Pride Your Ride. So I think that's kind of a parade. You can uh, find out more at sprucegrovegsasociety.org or you can go to Facebook, Spruce Grove GSA. And they have given us some really great uh, items for goodie bags that we're handing out as well. What's in the goodie bag again, Courtney? Rainbow mask, a pride pin, and then a rainbow kind of bracelet-y bracelet. Yeah, it's going to be lots of fun stuff all month. Next, as we mentioned, it is National Indigenous History Month for the month of June. We have our Indigenous tab, which is continually getting added stuff to the page. So keep checking back for more resources. Got tons of resources. Like I just added the ATA Stepping Stones resources. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. It helped me learn a little bit more about protocol and elders. Because that is something that I am passionate about and I need to learn more. Um, There's some resources on how to become an ally. All that good stuff. And then some resources we have here at the library, like our literacy backpacks. There's Cree, Métis, and Inuit. Mm -hmm. The bags that we have. Of course, some reading lists. So if you wanted to continue your knowledge, lots of reads for all ages. They're beautiful. And there's so much to read and learn. So much to learn. I'm... Every day I learn something new. Yeah, I feel like I'm just at the beginning. And of course, there's going to be tons of events around the city, which we're going to get into our next segment a little bit more. So don't worry about that. There's tons going on around the city to celebrate. And because June wouldn't be complete without more and more and more. Because June, like we've said before, is just jam-packed. It really is. It's just bursting at the seams. Our social media, it's like 90% all the things that are happening in June because there's just so much. So, I mean, definitely follow us on social media because if we miss something, you'll find it there. And also what we're doing is the Great Canadian Giving Challenge. We've had that for, what, a couple years now? Yes. So I believe if you uh, can easily donate on our webpage here. There's a button you can click on. It goes right to the donate Fantastic. Page. Lovely button. You can donate now. Uh, it's also kind of part of our 60th anniversary campaign. I believe every time someone donates, that kind of gives us a ballot to possibly win. Is it twenty thousand dollars? Twenty thousand dollars. Wow! Yes. Look at those. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of cheese pizzas there. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think last year we raised six thousand, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, and we didn't win the twenty like all for all the cannolis, but I, I must be hungry. <laughs> Pizza and cannolis. <laughs> With cheeseburgers. And, oh my gosh, yes. That's a lot of cheeseburgers. So of course, like always, we're trying to uh, win this year because that 20000 would be oh so spectacular. I can think of all the tech and fun stuff we could have at the library. Oh my goodness. It would be like Christmas. Oh, or collection. Like It's always going to go back to the community. It's not like I'm going to have a, a party. <laughs> yeah, we won't go on a big shopping spree in New York City or something. Yeah, no. So definitely it's worth the donate because the money comes right back out to the community to be used by everyone. And we also have something else that can be used by everyone. We, what do we have new for June there, Simone? Well, Courtney, we have play street boxes available. Ooh, what are those? They are really cool. They are tubs that you can borrow. And they have things in them like chalk, frisbees, balls, bubbles. I think I saw a squishy chicken and a squishy fish. Really? <laughs> yeah, there's some squishy animals in there. Oh, it just gets better. You can borrow these and just have fun in the sun. Just blow bubbles at each other, do chalk drawings. 
it's, it's like a party in a box really for summer and those are available during the month of june they're in our catalog so you can look on track for play street boxes if it doesn't show up just give us a call and we can help place a hold on that for you I think they'll be going pretty quickly because they are so much fun. If it wasn't the fact we only had three, I would be borrowing one right now. But I want you, our wonderful listeners, to get first dibs because I'm so nice. <laughs> um, I mean, it is raining right now, but I'm sure people could still take those out and have a blast. Mm-hmm. I would still blow bubbles even in the rain. I'd skip in the rain. I'd be a treat. I'd jump in puddles. So. Oh, right? I'd play with the squishy chicken and the fish. Yeah, we can have a battle. Like, no. Those dinosaur battles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mature. <laughs> we both are. It's okay. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> What's happening in Spruce Grove? Lots. Like we mentioned this episode, there's just lots. That's all I can say. That's, we're done. That's we're it. done. Okay. Lots. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, bye. No. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We just say lots of stuff and then click. That's it. Uh, so first one on our agenda. Uh, National Indigenous Peoples Day, which is June 21st. We have uh, partnered with the Parkland School Division, and they are going to have a virtual screening of Treaty Talk, followed by a sharing circle with the lovely TJ. Uh, you can That's free. You can register for that. So June 21st at 6.30 p.m. Uh, you can email, I believe it's Karen at FCSS. So yeah, K-H-U-R-L. B-U-T at sprucegrove.org. And then you'll get the Zoom link and it'll be good to go. Continuing with the theme of National Indigenous History Month, there is a program, Traditional Teachings. Um, teaching on Wednesday, June 23rd, led by Elder Will Campbell from 1.30 to 3.30. And you can register by emailing again, kherbert, K-H-U-R-L-B-U-T at sprucegrove.org. More fun things. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Yes. Spray parks are open. Yes. I believe there is a registration kind of, like, process. But, yeah, there's, like, two-hour time slots. Well, that's exciting. I know lots of kids have been missing the spray parks. I have, too. I love running through. I'm usually the only adult who does. Every time I see someone's sprinkler on the front lawn, there's a little part of me that's like, run through it. Mm -hmm. Go. Go through it. And don't trip on the freaking hose because that would be the (laughs) Or or clip your ankle on the actual spray nozzle because that would... Oh my gosh. They're like, what's the adult doing passed out in your front lawn because they're running through the thing and then tripping fell. Following each time slot, the spray pack will be evacuated and disinfected before the next group. So it looks like they're really making sure it's all clean and good for everyone to use. So that's, that's really cool. Hopefully that's just the beginning of reopening. Oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> oh, there's still more Simone. Okay, our theme for this episode is top pride and indigenous books, movies, and graphic novel recommendations. I have mentioned this book before. Uh, I, I believe it was just like the last couple episodes here. So I apologize for the repetition, but I really did like The Firekeeper's Daughter uh, by Angeline Bully. And like I was mentioning, I embarrassingly have not read tons of indigenous books or watched movies or graphic novels so but that firekeeper's daughter i would definitely recommend brand new there's that one and then i'm currently reading it's called dancing on our turtles back just started it and i i don't know i just it's about um it's stories of and i am so sorry i'm gonna pronounce this incredibly wrong so i'll spell it so i don't (laughs) embarrass myself uh capital n i S-H-N-A-A-B-E-G, uh, Recreation, Resurgence, and New Emergence. 
And it's kind of just learning more about that culture's, like, right now I'm in the section where they're talking about the beginning story, like how, or the creation story is a better term for it, so like how everything was created. But basically they, because it's neither he or she, uh, started Mother Earth, and then a woman was actually created first. Mm. Which is like completely different than yes. the Adam and Eve story. So it was just a different perspective and how like the crawlers were created on certain days and like this was brought for this is my cooler so (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just kind of learning more about um that culture which is just amazing it's by leanne betasimoski i will spell it for our listeners in case you're like i can't what is she saying so it's capital b e t a s a m o s a k e and then I have a huge list that I put here. Of course, I'm not going to say them all because we'll be here all day and no one wants to be here all day. I believe this was Allison sent me this list that she found. Allison here at SGPL? Yeah. Oh, wow. So she's our accountant and she's incredibly clever with all the maths and the budgets and the and it just hurts oh, my yes. head. We are very lucky to have Allison. Incredibly lucky. So some books that she said on residential schools, Indian Horse, there's Orange Shirt Day, Seven Fallen Feathers, which was also recommended to me by Kelsey. I have to read that one. It sounds incredibly sad. Like, I think I'm just going to cry the whole time. Bunch here that I... Oh, Fatty Legs. I heard that was a really good one. I'm Not a Number. I'm sure a lot of people have seen that one. I still have to read that one. I think that's a juvenile book, so there's really no excuse. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a a children's book, so I really should just go grab... I should just waddle over there right now. (laughs) Grab Mm -hmm. that book and be like, yep. Uh, Five Little Indians. I've seen a lot. Oh, there's tons. I can put a list up for you guys in our description. I'll put a link with a list because... Yes, please. Uh, there's just so many. And I, I got... This is like my new reading list. I just need to get on this. And it's such an important reading list because we need to learn about this stuff. Yes. This is this is our history too. Mm-hmm. It's a sad history. It's a really, really sad history. And to be learning about this, I feel like so late. It's not like I'm dead, but like so late in my <laughs> life. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because, you know, you, you learned different history from me growing up. Oh, yes, the, the history of, of the English. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, there's a few uh, stories there. Yeah, I'm sure, right? So now it's okay. We can both feel like crap. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> we won't go into details, but definitely I'll just say that this was not even... And I lived in St. Albert. I live in St. Albert. There's two residential schools there. Like, how could I... That was never mentioned until I was in university. And I'm like, that is way too late. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah, you, you can't just cherry pick history. No, and pick what you like and what sounds good. Which, because mm-hmm. I know, taking social studies growing up, I was like, it's so boring. And it's because, like you said, Simone, it's because they're just picking the, the very, very small mm-hmm. things that they consider to be good. And it's not. And it's not okay, because that's not everything. Yeah, with, like I was saying, British history at school, I, I didn't learn about half the things I found out as I got older I left school thinking oh we're, we're a pretty great country and then <laughs> as as more things came out it's like oh my goodness how did such a small country cause so much mayhem that's okay moving forward we have to do better this cannot yeah this cannot sit yeah that that's the bottom line really we have to do better and we can I saw a t-shirt that huh? said history should make you feel weird I that yeah even though i have mentioned before that i don't listen to a lot of podcasts i did bounce onto the all the ones that uh, connie walker did with the cbc so uh she did a whole missing and murdered segments so the first one was who killed alberta williams so listen to that one amazing then finding cleo 
And then the most recent one, like super recent, like I think 2020 is when the podcast came out as Stolen, The Search for Jermaine. This is not easy stuff. It's very heavy, but... Yeah, it's it's hard to listen to, but that's nothing compared to how the people felt who went through this. I could not imagine just hearing about the very much loved individuals that are missing or possibly murdered and the families that just they just want answers they just want to find them like they i just it breaks my heart well my picks are for pride yes big surprise the first one i want to talk about is a tv show it's called gentleman jack and it's a bbc show it's about a woman named anne lister it's set in 1832 so just a few years before the victorian era began in yorkshire and it stars Saran Jones as landowner and industrialist Anne Lister. The first episode, she returns to Yorkshire to her ancestral home, um, Shibden Hall, and she decides that the estate's been neglected and rents haven't been collected for houses around the village. And she just starts putting her foot down and saying, I'm fixing all this, we are going to get things done. For that era where women, of course, were expected to wear dresses, petticoats, she she dresses like a man. She wears a suit, a top hat, quite an odd reception from some people, but she is such a confident woman. She doesn't care. She just played the men at their own game, and there's a lot of people in this show who want to try and trick her, and they think, oh, she's a woman. She won't understand business, and she constantly surprises them, and it's it's, it's really great to see that. And she has a girlfriend... And that relationship is explored. And it's really interesting to be seeing from the 1800s. It's all very hush-hush, but she's, I think she's a lot more out than a lot of people were back in those days. Watching it, I really, really admired her. We do have the DVD in our track system, and season two is going to be starting sometime this year. And I'm very excited about that. Another movie recently is Ammonite, and that stars Kate Winslet. And again, that's based on uh, true life, just like uh, Gentleman Jack and Lister was an actual person. This film has Kate Winslet playing paleontologist Mary Anning. She lives in Lyme Regis in Dorset, and a young lady is brought there because she is suffering from melancholia, according to her husband. She just needs some fresh sea air. I hated those remedies. (laughs) You read about it, it's like the yellow wallpaper where they're like, oh, you're just... Sad, so you just need to go outside. Yeah, pretty much. He leaves to do business and whatever. Uh, She stays and becomes ill when she decides to try a recommendation from the doctor bathing in the sea, which, of course, is freezing cold, and she doesn't have a bathing suit. So uh, Kate Winslet's character is asked to look after her, and it's about how their relationship progresses, how they fall in love, how difficult that was. That was in the 1840s. Similar time periods. And again, Kate Winslet's character, she's a a paleontologist. She can handle herself with all the gentlemen who are studying dinosaurs, scientists. She holds her own. So it's another really strong female character with this complex love story. Of course, Kate Winslet's always really good. So I really enjoyed that. I wanted to finish with a couple of graphic novels. There's Bingo Love by T. Franklin. It's about two teenagers, Hazel and Marie, and they first meet during church bingo, and they become classmates, and they become best friends, and then they're seen kissing, and Marie is sent away, because her parents are just 
horrified. Years and years go by, and then chance encounter brings them together again. Years later, it's very sweet. I really, it, it just made my heart feel warm. It was, yeah, it was really romantic and funny and a very feel-good book. Sometimes I find LGBTQ stories can be quite grim. So it was nice to read something refreshing. Oh, wow. So yeah, lots of great recommendations. Thank you, Simone. Well, thank you, Courtney. And I know there's way more out there. So I mean, please discover and search and good ones you want to pass along. You can email us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. Yes, we would love to hear some recommendations. So Behind the Stacks was invited to a library conference held by Northern Lights. We had so much fun. We did a presentation on how to start a podcast the do's and don'ts, tips and tricks. Um, I think it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I mean, I had fun. I, as I was presenting, all I could think was like, yes, yes, people, don't do what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Learn from us. We would better. <laughs> Being live, our audience was 70 people, was it? Oh, at least 73 registered. So, I mean, not like, you know, I'm not filling stadiums here, but I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, pretty happy with that number. I, I did feel quite anxious talking to people live because I can edit all this, but you stumble over your words in front of that audience and they're just sitting there like, uh, what is she doing? Yeah, there's no going back on that one. I'm like, oh, did I just say that? Can't we just cut it, Simone? Get into Audacity <laughs> and cut it. Yeah, just cut it out. Just cut out my live performance. But we still want to thank Northern Lights very, very much. It was a lot of fun. Oh, it really was. Thank you for reaching out to us. And from that conference, we made some connections, which was great. So big thank you also to Manisha, who works at the Masquerade Cultural College, for inviting us to do another presentation for her students. That was that was a lot of fun too. It really was. <laughs> if you would like to be a special guest, or you have any questions, concerns, or have any great episode ideas, you could send them to us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. Uh, and, and of course, as we mentioned, our next episode will be a little bit more about us it's kind of a us episode it's all about us <laughs> and nobody else us but us but no we're gonna still have our fun segments but we are gonna celebrate our birthdays because they are kind of close slightly different eras not not that far apart but i'll be talking about the 1980s and i'll be talking a little bit about the 90s and all the things we remember and enjoy and i'll rock who what era had the side pony that was the 80s. 80s? Okay, well... And early 90s. Okay, well, okay. maybe I'll, in the spirit of it, I'll just have a... Yeah, we could have a little blend when it gets from the 80s into the early 90s. I mean, I was born 89, so it's like... 77 here. <laughs> yeah, so we just kind of crept on the like edge of the, the next... Yeah, but we just made it. So stay tuned for that fun celebration episode. I would talk about the 70s, but, you know, it's all a blur. I was three when it ended. That's totally fine. <laughs> but thank you everyone for listening and have an excellent day. Bye. Bye.